What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hey, welcome back to another video. Today we have something very interesting. It's going to get very controversial and quite real in this video, in this uh, reaction to this article and the information that we're going to get. You might have gotten a prelude in Nerd Theory just last Monday, a couple days ago here, when Josh and I were discussing this for the first time for me. And now I'm getting into the full story and I found the article and I'm going to do a solo reaction on everything that we read and we're going to talk about it because uh, things are a bit hectic at Lucasfilm it would seem considering this insider is correct and if not well you know shame on this article and everything else but for the sake of this let's say that things are actually credible and I believe they are so let's go ahead and read this and see what we make of it okay so you guys ready let's begin now before we do I want to make sure I reiterate something. If you like or dislike the sequels or anything Disney has done, please be respectful to everyone else and vice versa for everyone else who dislikes it. We're all Star Wars fans at the end of the day. No one is above the other. It doesn't mean if you like the Disney trilogy, you're not a Star Wars fan. And if you don't like the Disney trilogy, it doesn't mean you're toxic or sexist or misogynist or whatever they want to label us all with. I am here to report my findings and my thoughts on this as always, and I'm going to give it to you guys real and raw and uncensored. So here we go. Let's get into things because it's time to talk about the state of Star Wars and Lucasfilm and everything that has gone down in the last little bit. So for the time being, the next Star Wars film is scheduled for a December 2025 theatrical release. The previously slated movie Rogue Squadron won't be meeting its 2023 window and has instead been shelved. Given the current trend at Lucasfilm, the odds of a movie being ready in three years' time almost seems like an impossibility. It's been abundantly clear for years that internal turmoil has stalled the film's development process for the company since the completion of the sequel trilogy. This was confirmed last week when Lucasfilm SVP Michelle Rejouan was demoted. The producer was tasked with overseeing Rogue Squadron's development in addition to other new films and was relieved of her duties following too many creative difficulties. Now three years removed from the last silver screen experience, Star Wars fans are itching to get back into theaters for a journey into the galaxy far, far away. That time is still a few years away at best, and it's not one that Lucasfilm is particularly looking forward to. With so much riding on the next theatrical title, Lucasfilm executives are actually worried about the franchise's next steps, and they should be, to be honest. Puck industry insider Matthew Baloney reported that Lucasfilm's grueling development time for the next Star Wars film is the result of a culture of fear and indecision among company executives. Now look, this Matthew Baloney guy might be lying, or he might be 100% on the money and spitting facts and telling us stuff that he knows as an insider. I don't know the relevancy or the validity of this individual or this professional, but I am here to comment on this article as it's being written by a bunch of different article websites, and I want to give my take on it too. Just not in article form, but in video form. 
Lucasfilm's internal mantra for new movies is getting it right. Would you imagine that? An attitude formed after the sequel trilogy's development and production. The company internally acknowledges that the sequels were rushed to meet aggressive release dates. If this is true, if this is true, this is so disheartening to read because the fact that they took this story from George, didn't use any of his sequel trilogy treatments, and rushed to meet aggressive release dates, and in fact, I can confirm this is exactly what was happening. And this was actually written in Bob Iger's biography that he released just a few years ago. And I read most of it. I read the chapters with George Lucas. And he was trying to push out a film for one of the quarters of 2015. And that's when The Force Awakens came out. So when you give a company a, a product like Star Wars to Disney, they're going to be looking at their money. They're going to be looking at how many slots can they fill in that year of major titles. And I remember Bob Iger said that we love seeing big numbers at the movie theater. We love putting people in seats. And so having a big release, having a big weekend opening box office was a very big thing that he said in that biography. So he's rushing to meet aggressive release dates, meaning that they want to release any Star Wars project in a certain amount of time, which really makes them scramble and not focus on the story to be told, but rather just push something out to fit a timeline, to fit a release schedule so they can start working on the next one and so on and so forth and milk the cow, so to speak. This is not how you handle Star Wars. The resulting trilogy was something Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy elected to play safe. Quotations, choosing fan service and franchise management over creative writings. Now, what I say to this is, Kathleen, what are you smoking? What fan service did you provide in the sequel trilogy? You made Luke a goddamn bitch. You destroyed a legendary character. Han Solo was a hero for the Rebellion at the end of Return of the Jedi. You turned him into a deadbeat father who loses the Millennium Falcon. What the hell kind of fan service is that? Because Palpatine returned as a last-ditch effort to save the franchise, in which it only made it worse because it just because it didn't actually use any sort of creativity. You just kind of brandished him as having returned and transferred his essence into another vessel of his clone body. I found that to be the most lazy thing I had ever seen. At the time, I thought it was so cool that Palpatine was returning. I was really excited to see how they would do it. But once I saw the film and I saw how they actually executed his return, and executed him in the end with the same move that that Mace Windu used on him, with Rey doing it with two lightsabers after he said, if you strike me down, I shall now live on in you. I was very confused. Does he now continue to live or what's the deal? It seemed like they were having to fill in so many things in the books and explain so much more just so you could understand the movie because they did a piss poor job at trying to write a story, not for the sake of the story, but for the sake of meeting aggressive timelines. From jettisoning most of original writer Michael Arndt's ideas and essentially remaking A New Hope with The Force Awakens, to freaking out and bringing back director J.J. Abrams and the villainous emperor for Rise of Skywalker, after some fans complained about Johnson's mythology-busting choices in The Last Jedi, choices that Kennedy had enthusiastically supported, right up until she didn't. A contributing factor in Lucasfilm's slow-moving development process is Kennedy's recognition that the next installment needs to actually be good. So she's now confirming, and if this is true, she's now confirming that they don't think the sequel trilogy is good. It's become a juggling act as the movie needs to be different from the Disney Plus stuff. Well, no shit. But also somewhat the same. 
There's an understanding that Lucasfilm needs to steer the franchise away from fan service, heavily depicted in the newest wave of projects. You guys are so unbelievably out of touch saying that they need to steer away from fan service. How disillusioned can you guys be to think that you need to steer away from what makes the story better and continues the story by referring to it as fan service. You guys were the ones that didn't have any sort of plan when it came to making the sequel trilogy, and therefore you had to use lame antics and cheap parlor tricks like bringing Palpatine back, who was already supposed to be dead, because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You guys had several different writers working on this project, and no one had a clue as to what the other one was writing when they were writing their story. How do you expect to create a proper linear story for Star Wars, something that had six episodes prior, by having several different writers not communicating with one another and handing in a project before the other one was even complete? Can you believe that they think the reason Solo failed was because they released too many Star Wars films at the same time? No. And then they changed their ideas, they changed their mind, and Kathleen said, the reason Solo now failed, just recently, is because they didn't use proper deepfake technology and they just can't do such a thing like that with such a legendary character. That is so not the case. We don't care if it's deepfake or if you released 10 Star Wars projects in the same year. The fact was that you destroyed Luke Skywalker and you created The Last Jedi, which was quite indeed the most divisive Star Wars film to date literally splitting the fandom in two. And if you have ever watched any of one of my videos about Ryan Johnson, or you've even searched up how Ryan Johnson planned to create a divisive movie, you would see many years ago, he actually went on film and said the perfect film that in his mind would be if one half of the audience hates the movie and the other half loves it. Um, I would be worried if everybody across the board was like, yeah, that was a good movie. It's much more exciting to me when you get, you know, group of people who are like coming up to you and, and really really excited about it and then there are other people who walk out just I mean literally saying it was the worst movie I've ever seen what kind of a writer or director would want to alienate one half of their audience most important is that the next film is rooted in what fans love about Star Wars but I thought you want to steer the franchise away from fan service so it doesn't really make much sense to me what is being it's like as usual Typical Kathleen going back and forth on what she says. And the need for high quality can't be overstated. Kennedy is looking to usher in a new era of Star Wars, but Lucasfilm's fear comes from having to be bold and outdo itself. You guys, no, you do. So let me make something very clear. You don't need to outdo yourselves. First of all, Disney, you have zero understanding of what Star Wars is. And if you did, you would be in such a better financial position. First of all, what you need to do, I'm here to help you. First of all, what you need to do is you need to just continue the story that George Lucas created. You need to give Dave Filoni full creative control on every single Star Wars project, and you need to be paying that man millions upon millions a year just to oversee every other Star Wars project that you've half-assed handed to all of these random directors and writers that don't really have a clue about what Star Wars is about. Like Andor, for example, the guy even says he didn't like Star Wars. Imagine being Disney and hiring a director that outwardly says, I don't like Star Wars. Just imagine that. I don't care how good the product is. Just imagine someone does that. It's unheard of to me. Disney essentially has to reintroduce Star Wars while Star Wars is also constantly on television. This is a very tough task or a very big hole she has dug for herself, depending 
on your perspective. Far tougher than simply saying yes to these Disney Plus series. So I don't understand. Disney doesn't need to reintroduce Star Wars at all. Star Wars has already been reintroduced. What did you guys pay $4 billion plus stock options for to reintroduce something that was already extremely successfully established? It sounds kind of redundant and, and backpedaling to me. Like, why would you? George already laid the groundwork. He already did the hard stuff. A new approach for Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy is making life more difficult for herself than it needs to be. The same can be said for the rest of Lucasfilm's senior executives. Every Star Wars fan will appreciate the commitment to getting the next film right, but how Lucasfilm attempts to do so may spell doom for the project. So this is like, in my opinion, what Lucasfilm is doing. It's like they're going on a date with a girl and they're like just trying to impress her so much. And it comes off as super lame, disingenuous, and in the end, she's not going to want to see the guy ever again. So what they need to do is just be themselves. Be what you are. You are Lucasfilm. You're not Disney Lucasfilm. Be Lucasfilm. Be what George created. And the only person at Lucasfilm who I believe has the credibility and confidence and, and Star Wars smarts to carry this franchise is Dave Filoni. Having people like Dave Filoni, even Sam Witwer, others like that who have been in the presence of George Lucas and have worked at Lucasfilm since the beginning, so to speak, at least once the prequels came out, I think are the right people to carry this company to the limelight, you know, to the, to the horizons, to the binary suns, and make it flourish the way it once did in the 90s. I mean, in the 80s, when I wasn't alive, 90s and the 2000s. I think that is the right move here, but trying to rebrand Star Wars or not make fan service and then saying we're making it for the fans. I mean, it just seems like Kathleen Kennedy really doesn't know what the hell she is doing when it comes to governing Star Wars and producing Star Wars. When it comes to other stuff, she's made some of the most amazing films and produced some of the most amazing films, and without her, films wouldn't be the same. So, you know, my hat's off to her for that. But when it comes to Star Wars, please, please understand that you're very out of touch with this. Take a step back and reevaluate the situation because you're just going to make shit worse. This isn't the first time fans have heard Star Wars creators want to get it right. The last time that happened came in the form of assurances from J.J. Abrams. Atrocious, The Rise of Skywalker speaks volumes on how it's possible to get nothing right. It's true, the film was a rush job. The entire trilogy was, and it was doomed from the start. Kennedy and Lucasfilm were dealt a bad hand with the mandated annual releases by Bob Iger. Disney wanted an immediate return on its investment, and the sequel trilogy was made as a means of printing money. And that's exactly what is wrong with Disney owning Lucasfilm. You see, when George owned Lucasfilm, when he created Lucasfilm, he created Star Wars movies because they were his babies, he called them. To tell a story, he wasn't rushing to print money or to make a return on his investment. He was trying to tell a story, and he was going in major debt doing so. No matter what Lucasfilm came up with, people were going to show up in droves, particularly for Episode Seven. And as the story got worse, the box office results got worse. George Lucas made his Star Wars movies out of passion. He considered each of them his children. The reason Lucas's films appealed to so many audiences was because he had a story to tell. So long as Lucasfilm and Disney are trying to pump out product rather than introduce worthy stories, they'll never capture the same magic the maker did. Tossing out his ideas will never help either. So George sold his episode 789 to Disney and they said, yeah, yeah, we'll use it. They threw it in the trash. They never used it and they locked it up. Now, George has gone on to say just a few years ago in an interview with Paul Duncan in the Star Wars Archives, episode 1 to 3, 1999 to 2005, that episode 789 would encompass Darth Maul returning, training Darth Talon, and Luke Skywalker rebanding the Jedi Order all together. While there was a massive vacuum in the space, not literal space, but in the space that Palpatine had left during his death. 
he's dead, he won't come back to life again. He was never supposed to come back to life. Now, how would this void, how would this vacuum play into the galaxy? Well, all of these empty stormtroopers, so to speak, these out-of-job stormtroopers would create their own kind of gang, their own kind of war, their own kind of control on different various worlds. And how would this play into the overall scheme that Darth Maul would be trudging through in the galaxy with his own crime syndicates should he be involved in them still? Would have been a fantastic story, would have been amazing, but at the end of the day, we got the shit that is the sequel trilogy. A rushed-out product to meet investors pockets the disney plus side is doing better on that front the mandalorian is a worldwide sensation made by john favreau and dave filoni encapsulating the fun influences and themes of lucas films and themes of lucas's films it's got a cheap budget but it absolutely works Andor is a sensational addition to the franchise one that will likely see more viewership once word of mouth gets more people in front of tvs over the coming months but the movies are still missing the magic touch. The sequel trilogy was terribly written, and or has outclassed those films to an embarrassing degree. Fan service was certainly an issue, and it's a plus that Kennedy recognizes that, even if the Emperor will always somehow have returned in canon. I don't think fan service is an issue. I think bringing back the Emperor being considered fan service is incorrect. I don't think that's being considered fan service. I think that's the producers not knowing what the hell they're doing when it comes to Star Wars and just picking someone that they thought was popular and a major villain and interjecting them into a timeline that they don't belong just to kind of fix up their shitty story that they had such a problem creating with these several different writers that didn't ever communicate with one another to pump out more and more movies just to meet investors pockets and get a return on their four billion dollar purchase of Lucasfilm. Fan service was certainly an issue, and it's a plus that Kennedy recognizes that, even if the Emperor will always somehow have returned in canon. A new film shouldn't be antagonistic and deconstructive, but rather builds on the vast universe that already exists. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Fresh and new don't mean tarnishing the legacy of beloved heroes for the sake of surprise, or for the sake of bolstering their new character, Rey, who apparently can kick the shit out of everybody just by being alive. And yeah, I said it. That doesn't mean I'm sexist. We all love Ahsoka Tano. We love Mara Jade. We love all female characters who actually have training and have gone through things. Rey hasn't gone through anything in Star Wars compared to, let's say, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Maul, Palpatine even, if you've read the Plagueis novel. All of these characters have gone through so much character development, especially Ahsoka if you want to pick a female, and yet Rey was just born perfect. What the hell? Why? Because the Force is female. Creators who don't need to pull every toy out of the box, but can use them sparingly when appropriate. Writers and directors with Star Wars visions the world needs to see. They're the people to talk to. Lucasfilm is right to be worried. Star Wars fans are loyal, but they won't tolerate mediocrity and cancellations forever. Film development remains a disaster through recent changes to the hierarchy could mark the beginning of a true change. Kennedy can dig herself out of her hole if she's willing to put faith in young creative minds driven to follow what George Lucas has done. But the time for indecision has passed. Lucasfilm needs to make a commitment. Do or do not. There is no try. I fully agree with whoever wrote this article on most things. Who, who the heck wrote this? I don't even know. So let's go ahead and read some of the comments here. I couldn't disagree more that the reason the sequel trilogy failed miserably, at least in fans' eyes, is due to fan service. Okay? Quite the contrary. If Disney had just kept their paws off the EU and used the original stories to some degree written in the EU or even adapted them as best as possible, they would have done well. Definitely better than their rewrite canon garbage. 
The reason the sequels were received poorly is not due to their use of existing Star Wars material, but due to the horrible, horrible writing and acting. Those movies were Disney-fied, turned into goofy, clownish kits that didn't flow from the feeling of the OT. Is the OT silly, ridiculous at times, and over the top? Of course, but, it in, but in its own masterful way. Disney lost this feeling when they tried to make Star Wars their own. If anything, Disney could benefit for more fan service, i.e. using pre-existing fan-favorite materials from beloved legend stories, but using those authors as writers, not their garbage storyboard group. Aside from having to pay royalties, whoop-de-doo, I don't know why they don't do that. The stuff is already written and well-vetted by the fan base. Just adapt the damn stuff and move on. Bring back Starkiller, Shadows of the Empire, Children of the Jedi, the Vong, Thrawn, and adapt the Old Republic. That would save Disney's ass right there. Here, Disney, I'll spell it out for you since I've seen a million articles like this claiming that the Mouse House is in disarray and doesn't know what to do with the future of Star Wars. Less Disney, more Star Wars, done. Big shout out to Mitch A three days ago. Great comment, dude. Until Kathleen Kennedy and her cronies are gone, Star Wars is dead. The Mandalorian was fine until they brought in Jake Skywalker. That one single move connects it with the crap Jedi. The Mandalorian and anything else is dead. Until Kathleen Kennedy and her cronies are gone, Star Wars is dead. Just firing Kathleen will not be enough anymore. They all gotta go. When Kathleen Kennedy said there was no source material for Star Wars, Star Wars was dead from the get-go after the Disney purchase. And of course, the comments go on. A lot of people are very upset as for the state of Star Wars. And I'm really, frankly, sick and tired of people saying that if you don't like the sequels or have something to say about it, then that means you're toxic. It doesn't. It means that we are Star Wars fans. We have been around for generations, for decades. And this is something extremely important to us over the course of our lives, not just for the last few years that people have become interested in, which is great, but for the course of our lives for many of us. And I'm 32 and I've been into Star Wars since I was six years old. There are people who have been into Star Wars since they were six years old when it came out in 1977. That's a very long time ago. And that means that Star Wars means so much to them that they have gone through most of their life, if not all of their life, having been a major Star Wars fan and having been molded by a lot of these characters that George Lucas created. And for this company to come along and destroy such characters is really blasphemous in a lot of ways because a lot of people see Star Wars as a religion. They see it as a higher power. And I know a lot of these fans, whether it's myself or it's someone you speak to at your local comic shop or people you meet at conventions or people you just read about online in comments or forums and whatnot. Star Wars has reached so many people around this globe and done so much for so many of them that this product needs to be taken very seriously and cannot be treated as some sort of a return for an investment as a ATM. This needs to be taken very seriously, otherwise Disney will see a massive drop in the amount of money they put in for these products and they'll be wondering why this is happening. And believe me, you can call us sexist and ists and phobes as much as you like, but you're only hiding from the truth that you need to take proper care in this company. You need to take proper care in telling these stories, and you need to respect the creator, George Lucas, who has created this entire world and is the very reason you have a job that you have right now. And you're sitting in your seat comfy with your annual salary, and you're watching this video, and you're wondering, who the heck is this kid? What does he know? Well. I know that what is being created right now isn't Star Wars, and it's just got a Star Wars label on it. Sure, I'll comment on it, sure, I'll talk about it, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna sit here and say, this is amazing, this is great. It's not, you guys aren't doing a proper job. 
you guys are effing up and you need to get your shit together. You don't need to worry about fan service. You need to worry about reinventing the wheel, reinventing Star Wars. You need to worry about continuing the story that was already created before you and telling this beautiful tale for the rest of the world to enjoy and escape with. And if you can't do that, well, your wallets are as doomed as the story itself. But at least we got the first six films in The Clone Wars, and at least we've got Dave Filoni. So I hope that some things will, you know, at least be done really well over there, including Tales of the Jedi. I hope we get a season two. And The Mandalorian has not failed us so far. I think there are some projects that will be handled really well at Lucasfilm, and I think a lot of this, hopefully, the worst is behind us. And I believe that going forwards, they will tread very carefully on the projects that they will make because they know that they will have to answer for their lack of vision and their destruction of this sacred story just for a measly few dollars that George Lucas created. Please let me know what you all think in the comments down below. This was a very serious video. It's something I've wanted to get off my chest for a long time, and I didn't intend to do it in this video, but I guess it all came out with all of the comments and everything. I stand with all of you who appreciate Star Wars and love Star Wars. We are strong and we are many, and I want you guys to know that George Lucas created something very special, and if we don't forget about it, then it'll never be forgotten. And hopefully things will turn around and they'll start to make some proper stories just like Dave Filoni has created, because I don't think that they're stupid people. I don't think everyone working at Disney and Lucasfilm are out of touch. I just think they need to be turned from the dark side and they need to understand that this isn't the way and they've lost their way and it's not too late. You can always change things around and find the proper path going forwards. They just tell the story, continue the story and tell the story and don't worry so much about the money. Because when you tell the story from your heart, you'll see more money than you've ever dreamed of. I'll tell you that much. Because you're, you're, you're making something that speaks from the heart. And that's what George did. So, anyways, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to me talk and get some stuff off my chest. I'd love to know your thoughts down below in the comments. And I'll see you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. Oh, and be polite to each other in the comments. No infighting. We're not the Sith.